Hello, hello everyone, and this is Blacklight, the first podcast that I know of <laughs> dedicated to highlighting unique and beautiful people of color who are transforming and defying stereotypes every single day. first guest of this podcast is a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Kelly Clark, and she runs the Alabama affiliate of Outdoor Afro. So despite, you know, some stereotypes that black folk don't like to go outside, they don't like nature, this organization is specifically negating that stereotype. They organize hikes, uh, climbing events, and other really positive events to help them commune with nature. Uh, Lastly, um, Kelly Clark is also a really cool individual who is really, really a great person to listen to. She recently uh, put together a last minute hike uh, in the wake of the Charlottesville attacks to help black folks kind of recover from that event. She is a wonderful person and I really love her. So here's my friend Kelly. Um, so tell me a little bit about just who you are, what you do, where you're from, and, and how we can get to know you. Yeah, um, I am Kelly Clark, and I am a millennial mom, wife, adventure-seeking, nonprofit professional um, living in the South. I'm a project manager for uh, a nonprofit whose mission is to develop a tech-ready workforce, uh, which is very cool. And in my off time, I chase a toddler, and I try to find really cool, fun stuff to do outside. That's cool. And I'm, I'm going to post this probably in show notes, but she literally has the most Instagrammable family ever. Your family is <laughs> gorgeous. Well, you know, we don't have like a photo album, and we should probably actually invest in a photo album. So it's really us being lazy and like having our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like one central location, and like we have them archived on like Instagram and all that stuff. So it's really out of laziness, but thank you. It's awesome, and I'm gonna get into you getting into ROI.com in a second. But first of all, point about Outdoor Afro. I know about it, but give folks kind of a rundown of its history and mm-hmm. kind of what its mission is. Yeah, sure. So Outdoor Afro is a national 501c3 organization. It's a nonprofit um, based out of Oakland, California, and it was started by a woman named Rue Mapp. And our mission is to celebrate and inspire black leadership and connections in nature. And so Outdoor Afro leaders are members of a team of uh, 62 leaders leaders across the country. And so I think we have about now there are 33 cities um, around the uh, U.S. that have an Outdoor Afro community. And so our work is centered around um, working to disrupt the, the, the false perception that black people um, do not have a relationship with nature. Uh, because we do have a relationship with nature, there's just not much visual representation. So um, what we do, we take photos and we share them in our, on our online communities, and um, we encourage people who come to our events to share them with their community and just anyone, anyone who is a person who's black, um, 
when you're outside, do hashtag outdoor afro. And so you'd be surprised, like, if you go on Instagram and you just hit the hashtag outdoor afro, you see all of these images with black people and their families outside taking walks, camping, hiking. Um, it completely disrupts the narrative that we don't do these things. And um, anyone who supports our mission is welcome to attend our events. Uh, we say that you don't have to have an afro to attend an outdoor <laughs> afro event. Um, just if you support our mission and support um, black affirming spaces, then you're absolutely welcome to attend. And I have the privilege of being um, the outdoor Afro leader here in Alabama for the city of Birmingham. It's myself and another woman um, named Olivia Fusto. So they picked us, and it's been really, really fun. We've done some cool stuff thus far. So, yeah, the growth of the Facebook group has been insane, and I'm really proud of what you've done so far with it. And, and what's weird is that I never saw, I guess, outdoors not being a black thing so much as I'm a city girl. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't live without my internet or phone. But mm-hmm. I'm excited about hopefully going to one of your events pretty soon. Why do you yeah. think people are, um, people of color are staying indoors? What do you think that, that stereotype has come from? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think we stay indoors. I think that there's a mythology that we do. There's this mythology that, Black people don't dot, 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 like insert any type of outdoor activity. Um, and, and at times we have perpetuated that mythology amongst ourselves, but it's really important for us, like you said, to ask, like, where did that come from? Like, is it just that black people are um, adverse to going outside and enjoying outdoor spaces, <laughs> right? And the answer is no, we're not. Um, we have to really look at when we talk about black folks getting out and engaging outside, we have to look at our history. We have to go back to the core. And, and the um, inconvenient truth is black people for generations have been systematically uh, disenfranchised and systematically shut out of public spaces. Um, for example, the, the myth that black people don't swim. And we do know that disproportionately compared to other races, black folks don't swim. Now, is this because, you know, black people just, when we get into the water, we just start to catch on fire or something? No. <laughs> that, like, no. But think about the history, right? Think about that, you know, less than 50 years ago, swimming pools were completely segregated and we didn't have access to them. Um, think about, I think the last, public swimming pool in um, the United States wasn't desegregated until the mid-70s. And then when these wow. pools were, de- were desegregated and we actually started to go and enjoy them and take our families, they would, the cities would close them down. Um, you know, think about uh, how we weren't allowed on public beaches. So when you think about how there, was, there were systems and that lawfully shut us out of these places, but we know that the way people learn how to swim is they usually have someone in their family teach them how to swim. Well, if generationally you were not, you didn't have that space to learn how to swim or you didn't have the agency to come and go as you please to learn how to swim, how are you going to learn how to swim, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, come on. And so that's just one 
very small example of systematically um, why you may not see a lot of black folks outdoors. It's just generationally um, that myth has been passed down, but there's a very real reason why it exists. And then you have to also keep it real that um, usually, generally, we don't associate the outdoors with leisure. I mean, just think about the trauma that happened outdoors. Um, the black bodies who, who were essentially low overhead and worked for free under violent conditions outside. Um, you couldn't come and go in the woods in, in 1950 Alabama, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you have to really think about how um, our agency and how we move through the world was severely limited because of law and threat of violence. And so um, it's all about now how fortunate we are as black people. We have the opportunity to completely change the narrative and, um, and, and essentially take on our birthright. We deserve to be outside and enjoy these spaces just as much as anybody else. That is an incredible response, and I like that you said that it's a generational thing. Um, do you feel like it's changing now? I know social media has kind of put a lot of our lives more out there, but do you think mm-hmm. millennials are determined to say, okay, this is ridiculous, we're going we're gonna to buck this, you know, mythological trend, as you said, and put mm-hmm. ourselves up to are, are you guys leading the charge in that, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have you have organizations like Outdoor Afro um, and plenty other similar organi- organizations of people and just individuals who are um, leading the charge and do challenging themselves and doing things that traditionally um, we thought had never done before. Um, Obviously, social media has increased our representation as Black people who enjoy the outdoors. So. And millennials, I think in general, we have the room, um, especially black millennials I'm speaking of in particular, we have the room to, to slow down. We have the room to consider our mental health and our physical health. <laughs> you know, we have the space to do that. Um, we have the space to enjoy the outdoors as leisure. And our grandparents and great-grandparents, they didn't have that room. They didn't. They didn't have that um, space, um, even mentally, to do that. There was just so many things that were going on around them and so many things that they had to navigate. And we, we have to navigate those things, too, just in a different way. But I think uh, we're really looking at the first generation of black people that have the room to really consider themselves and take care of themselves and consider mental health and appreciate that what the outdoors can do to our mental health and um, yeah, so I really think we, um, our generation, are really leading the charge in shifting the narrative in a lot of different spaces, um, and the outdoors is definitely one of them. Now, this is really interesting because it seems like you and your family were already um, kind of a family that was really connecting with nature on your own. How mm-hmm. did you find out about outdoor Afro, Afro, and how has it kind of changed your perspective in your lives? Yeah. So I found out about Outdoor Afro maybe back in 2007. Um, it was sometime during my, during my undergrad career. And I've always enjoyed the outdoors, and I would do things with my husband. And I really – well, he was my boyfriend then, now husband. But um, <laughs> I literally got online and, like, typed in black people 
who enjoy the outdoors because I was looking for other <laughs> black people who enjoy the outdoors. And I would go um, to our – we had, like, an adventure group at Auburn where I went to, where I went to college. And I showed up, and I was the only little brown girl. And it was just, it was just uncomfortable, Willie. Like, everyone was really nice, but it's just completely different. And I was just so uncomfortable. Um, and I didn't feel a, a sense of welcoming. I didn't really feel like I belonged there. Um, yeah. And to be fair, a lot of that was just my immaturity and, you know, at a certain age, you know, your confidence in yourself isn't where it necessarily should be. Um, but the other part was just, you know, I was the only black person there, um, and it wasn't really comfortable for me. And so that's when I Googled, okay, I need to find some other black people that enjoy being outside. <laughs> and I stumbled upon Outdoor Afro, which at the time was like a, it was like a blog slash forum. And okay. each state, like, had its own, each major city had its own thing going on. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to search Birmingham. And, of course, um, nothing. <laughs> no way. There was nothing. I mean, surprise. There was literally nothing in Alabama. So hashtag typical. So um, <laughs> hashtag typical. The closest one was in Atlanta. And so I kind of sat on it. And um, and then one day I just I decided to apply and, and they selected me and it's changed my life because or impacted my life in a big way because it's challenged me to try new things being around um, in a community of black people who who paddleboard and skydive yeah. and like hike Denali like what? I had never seen that before. Never seen. And they just do this on the weekend. Like, hey, I'm going camping out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm taking nothing but a toothpick and a rock. Like, they <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, on it. And so it's really inspired me to um, try different things. And that's, honestly, it's, it's spilled over into other parts of my life, just the aspect of welcoming uh, a challenge and new things. So, I'm really grateful for it. It's been a really awesome community to be a part of. Yeah, it's been it's just been fun, even though I haven't been to any events yet, just getting mm-hmm. into the forum and seeing everyone kind of excited about it and asking questions like, Who has been camping? What is it like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. How has that experience been? And I think it's I'm really excited because you've started this kind of movement within Alabama which is much needed and also mm-hmm. um that I feel like it's kind of created a, a different culture for your family, like something you can put your family around. So I, I like that about the reference. Thank you. So this is a big question for people who may not be experienced going outdoors or sure. kind of want more information. What do you think is a good first step if you are someone who has never been outside or <clears> anything <throat> like this, never been camping? What's a good first step? Yeah, this is a real. This is an awesome question, really. I think. The first step is to deconstruct um, in your mind what an outdoors activity is, what being outdoorsy means. Um, It's not always jumping out of a plane. It's not necessarily hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, And so the first step is to completely deconstruct this box of what you think outdoorsy is. Um, The first step to participating in an outdoor activity, if you've never done so, 
go for a walk around your neighborhood or a hike or it's it's taking your kids to ride their bikes in the park. It's having a picnic in the park. It's having, I mean, the barbecue that you had on July 4th, it's that. (laughs) It's it's gardening. Um, Essentially, it's anything that you want it to be that fits your lifestyle um, that's outdoors. And so I really think the first thing is just eliminate the, the stereotype of what an outdoorsy person is. Yeah. That's really good. And this is kind of the, the weirdest thing I thought of. I'm like, well, we have, we have the melanin for this. Why are we not, why are we not outside Thank more? If we can, <laughs> we've Thank got the, the body type available to take this, you know. So I, exactly. I, like, I like to have a thorn garden. So. Now, yeah, we have natural people, sunscreen. Yes, natural sunscreen. <laughs> although I'm sure you still encourage sunscreen. It's very important. Yes. No matter oh, yeah, what, sure. yes. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to share as far as having an enjoyable outdoor experience? Any other suggestions or tips for folks besides obviously going outdoor outdoor? Yeah, I think the first thing is um, just do something you've never done before. And the reason I say that is it, you will feel so adventurous and proud of yourself. Um, so the most enjoyable things I've ever done, for instance, we went, um, we're, we were planning a kayaking trip this Saturday. And yes, so a group of I us thought are, it was full. It is full. Um, and so a group of us are going to go um, kayak the Kusa River. But before that, it was two weekends ago, um, my husband and I went. And it wasn't me just being super adventurous. It's because I have a, a – like a legitimate fear of small boats. Um, that stems from my childhood. <laughs> I do. It stems from my childhood. I cannot stand them. I hate small boats, but I don't want to have that fear anymore. Um, and plus, if we're going to be going out, I'm not going to look like a punk. Like I'm not. Gonna, like, I'm not going to have a breakdown on the. But you're the river. expert. Yeah. Uh, well, not really, but I'm not going to like. I'm not no punk, so um, <laughs> we went out <laughs> so I could just like test it and see what my comfort level was. And there were there's some rapids, so I wanted to see if I would even have any courage to do that. And I really enjoyed myself. I was terrified, and I'm and I'm positive <laughs> the people who are going won't be as terrified as I was. Um, but it was the most sense of adventure I felt in a really long time. So trying something that you've never done before will increase your fun factor exponentially. Oh, I like that. Increase your fun factor. So I know you have this really awesome cruise of experience this weekend, but what is next for you and for the Outdoor Afro group? What are you guys working on next? Yeah, I mean, we have, it's our first year, and so we've been, the plan was to be slow and steady, but the response we've got has been amazing. Um, So what's next? I do, I want to start having maybe, right now we do one event a month. Um, At some point, maybe upping it to two, and the second event, maybe during the week being a hike. Um, There's an outdoor Afro leader in Miami, and she does something called, um, the happy hour redefined. And so in the middle of the week, they'll go for a like hike and then have a picnic and some drinks. And I think I want to do something like that, just something in the middle of the week where people can come and decompress in a different way. Oh, I like that. That sounds awesome. 
Yeah. So people who are not from without a refer, where can they find out more about the, you know, the organization, how they can get involved? Yes. So you can go to OutdoorAfro.com, and no matter where you are, you should be able to find either an Outdoor Afro community in your state or in your city or somewhere near you. There is an Outdoor Afro community. So just go to the website and hit the pull-down menu for all the states and click yours and um, see if there's a presence there. Awesome. Okay, so this is going to be my, my big million-dollar question. Uh, Who would you like to see on this podcast? What what kind of stereotype would you like to see broken? Hmm. <laughs> Anybody in particular? There there's 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 one person and then there's one stereotype I like to see broken. Um okay. there's this guy on Instagram and he calls himself the black elation. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> he's a black dude and he's hiking the Appalachian Trail. And he's so cool because he's just who he is. He's not out here trying to be palatable. Like, he's walking the trail with his, like, locked-out nappy throw, and I love it. <laughs> he, has, he has, like, his grill in his mouth, and he's, like, hiking the trail. And I'm just really curious. Um, I follow him on Instagram, but I'm really curious to see, like, what has his experience been as, as a black man hiking the Appalachian Trail by himself through these small rural towns. I'm really curious about that. Um, and second, yeah, it's pretty intense. And the Appalachian Trail is like over 2,000 miles, so I think he's doing the entire thing. Um, I would love to – so, you know, I know that you're familiar with cosplay, and I'm not as familiar. I just kind of stalk yeah. you on the Internet to learn about it. I'm, I would like to – I think it'd be cool to hear from you or someone else about their experience as a black person, particularly a black woman doing cosplay. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. We were on the same wave. I was thinking about that last time. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can get my, one of my favorites. One of my favorites right now, and I'll just tell you outright, is named Pantarona. And mm-hmm. she is the Trinidad and Tobago Wonder Woman. Um, oh, cool. And she was Wonder Woman before the movie came out, and so it's just for a couple of years oh. building up, and now she's just super huge. And I kind of want to have her, I think, on the podcast. So we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there that I really would like to see her and talk with her because she's pretty amazing. Um, how, do you think, but, um, how do you think Black Panther is going to impact oh, the cosplay of black folks? <laughs> so Dragon Con is my convention, and it is a place where you can see a lot of, a lot of Black Panthers already kind of show up okay. there now. And there are the more traditional ones where they are, you know, they come with an entire tribe of people. A lot of them mm-hmm. come with uh, a version of Storm, who is, I believe, married to the Black Panther. But I, I would really like mm-hmm. to see now the kind of super heavily armored new suit. I like to see Black Panther hanging out with the Avengers, you know, in mm-hmm. costume. I, I am so excited about it. And I'm just mm-hmm. just seeing the response from Wonder Woman. I'm, I cannot wait to see little brown kids, you know, wanting to go out and dress up as Black Panther. I like yeah. that it's being rejuvenated and it's, you know, bringing about a whole generation of people who want to, you know, be a superhero. And I think mm-hmm. his treatment so far has been incredible. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. So nice. Yay. Me too. Well, I'm not. I'm not even yeah. like a huge person, and I'm not even a huge person in you know Marvel and things like that. But I'm really excited too. So anyway, oh, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Well, thank you so much 
I really appreciate it. You are an incredible speaker, so I just it was nice to sit back and listen to you. Um. Well, no, you were you were so great on like giving me context of what we were going to talk about. So I really appreciate that, and I really appreciate this podcast and what you're going to do. Yay! I'm excited about it. Well, thanks again. Um, now, as you said, outdooraffro.com is where you need to go to get more information. And yes. once again, this was one of my awesome friends, Kelly Clark, talking with you about breaking the stuff of being outdoors.